Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion, to which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because they anchor us in something which can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. Cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. All right, Minister Charles Kane has been working with men of color seeking change in their lives for over 10 years. He's a leader within the North Minneapolis community and has touched and inspired many lives. He was awarded the 2011 Sons of Branford Young Leader Award, and he was also awarded the Father of the Year Award. Uh, He shares a deep and strong passion to influence and change lives in the urban community. His vision of Brothers Empowered came from many years of struggling as a young black man in urban America. He's overcome many challenges and barriers in his life, from gang violence to chemical dependency. His turning point came when he became a father. He then realized he had so much to live for and also so much to lose. Minister Charles is an ordained minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm honored to call him a friend. Uh, We are honored to sit under your preaching today, Minister Charles. Pulpit's yours. Good afternoon. Good morning people of God. Good morning, saints. I'm used to saying good afternoon because our church started at 12. So so I say good morning. They got to remind me it's afternoon. Good morning, people of God. I'm honored to be with you today. Amen? Amen. Amen. David said, let us, he was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen? In the house of the Lord, there's refuge. In the house of the Lord, there's peace, there's love, there is wholeness, fulfillment, there's the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen, amen. So we want to recognize and know that um, you all may know I've been working with Pam and Will, um, organizing some activities for my youth program here at your facility. We just had an amazing event yesterday, our youth empowerment uh, breakfast and training. Um, It's a time that we bring the youth together, socialize, we eat, and then we do a group. It's a leadership and character building group. And we, uh, the goal is to teach them how to find passion and purpose in life. And then when they find that passion, when we discover that passion and purpose, then we teach them how to will that into existence, how to manifest that. So we teach them about mental conditioning, we teach them about meditation, visualization, positive self-talk, affirmation, we teach them about prayer, we teach them about energy, and we teach them about focus. So the goal is to create more thinkers. So, and that's some of the issues that we have in my community, the North Side, communities like my communities. These young men 
are growing up and they're not thinking about the choices that they're making. They just react and then think about it later. And when you have chemical abuse along with that, with all the trauma, the PTSD that they're experiencing from violence, gunshots every day, and you know, seeing death uh, as a way of life, then you know, it kind of steals away some of that salt and light that we're gonna be talking about. So my goal is to help them overcome those things and teach them about the way God has designed us as people and the way and, and the powers that he has given us within, you know, uh, just, just by our thoughts and words. As the scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So we teach him about those things. So it is, uh, it's a blessing to be able to utilize this facility. Uh, it's a wonderful facility. Um, and this was our first actual youth empowerment breakfast and training year. We did the, the, the Friday night hoops, but this was the first youth empowerment breakfast and training. And it was great, great turnout. It was wonderful, wonderful uh, space to do something like that in. And the young people had a magnificent time. So um, that's very dear to me because um, being able to speak in these young men's lives and actually uh, so seeds in these young men's lives is very important because most of them don't have a father. I'm a single father. I have two biological uh, sons, three sons, uh, their older brother, two biological. Uh, Kevin, I call him my bonus son. Uh, he's the oldest. So, um, so for me, speaking into the youth life was easy because I was a coach, a trainer. I was there at the school all the time. And my kids had friends, they was popular, so I just grabbed all the kids and, you know, my house was the house. And, uh, and for me, it was about being that uncle, you know, they didn't have, you know, if you didn't have a father, I, I, could, I can't be your father, but I could be your uncle. I could be like an uncle to you, you know. Uh, so that's where we started with Junior Brothers Empowered and um, Youth Empowerment. Um, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to pray um, before we get started here. I got some of my notes on my phone. Let me make sure that. Uh, all right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Display. All right, let us pray. Lord, we just want to give you thanks and praise, Lord. We want to magnify you. We want to exalt you. We want to lift you up high. Father, we want to glorify your name, Lord. We know you said as the praises go up, the blessings come down. And then we, we just give you an opportunity, Father, to come in this place, Lord God, and fill this place up with your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for what you do, Lord God, waking us up every morning, breathing breath into our bodies, pumping, Lord, our blood, and just pumping blood through our veins and 
Lord, uh, the functions of our brains. Lord, we just give you thanks, Lord God. We magnify you. We lift you up. We bless your holy name, Lord. We give you glory and honor. Lord, we know that you are here in this place because you say where the two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And we ask you, Lord God, to fill me up with your spirit, Father. Use me as a vessel, Lord God. Lord God, I allow myself to be used as a vessel for you. As you speak, Lord, through me, Lord, and deliver your message to your people, Lord God. I pray you deliver a rhema message to your people, Lord God, that would, Lord, stir up a fire within their hearts, Lord, that would move, Lord, and shaken them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, that would increase, Lord God, your spirit within them in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, that this word, this seed will be sowed on good hearts, on good soil, Lord God, and it will reap, Lord, a hundredfold, Lord, so your gospel, Lord God, can be advanced in this region and beyond to bring more souls to the kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Lord. Ooh, ain't nothing like a good prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. My message today is titled, Salt and Light of the World. And in this times of days that we're living in, it's trial times, especially being from Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, and everything that has been going on lately. We're in a dying world. The world is cold, frozen cold. The hearts of the world is cold and the minds are fatal. We are in a dying word, world. The scripture talks about this times or days where people will reject the truth and receive false teaching. Well, people will deny the Christ. Well, people will seek for their own ways and paths and what's true to them. Amen. Well, people will reject the things of God, the fruits of the spirit, the nature of God. Amen. Where deception will be easily, easily accepted and spread through the world. The world is lacking the love of God. And us as saints, God has called us to do something about it. Amen. God has called each and every one of us here to do what we can do about it. It is our job. We can't just sit and watch the world go astray. We can't just sit and watch the world be misled and just think that if we take care of our house, we take care of this house, you take care of your house. 
that everything's going to be all right. No, everything is not going to be all right. Because we still have to live amongst the lost. We still have to live amongst the blind. We still have to live amongst those who are hurting inside. When I see the things that's going on in, let's say, my community, I know it's because people are hurting inside. When I see drug abuse, alcohol addiction, I know it's because they're hurting inside. They're utilizing something to medicate a void or a lack within. They're utilizing something to medicate a void or a lack within. But somebody got to tell them that Jesus is the one, the only one that can fill that void. Somebody got to tell them that Jesus is the only one that can heal that pain. See, if we just keep the word, if we just keep the gospel in the house of the Lord, amen, then the work of God will never be fulfilled. Hallelujah. If we just keep the gospel year in the houses of the in the in the different churches in Minneapolis and we don't go out into the world or we don't invite the world in to see us. If we don't get out of our comfort zone. If we don't try something different. Then the gospel we are not. Being disciples of the word of God. We're not being disciples of the word of God. This, these days and times, we have to be even more radical than ever and we have to be even more intentional than ever into spreading God's word. See, when I see the violence that goes on in my community. I not only run Brothers Empowered, I also work for a hospital-based violence prevention program called the Next Step Program. And um, I work at North Memorial and Hennepin County. So I actually work for Hennepin County, but we have a contract with North Memorial. And uh, yeah, so all the level one trauma uh, hospital centers. So I am dealing with also gunshot victims, stab victims, you know, physical assault. So all the level one uh, assault trauma victims uh, we work with. There's about two other members of Brothers in Power that is uh, working in this capacity also. So um, I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm able to go into the stabilization room which I try to avoid as much as I can. And I'm able to, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff. 14 year old kids getting shot in the head, 
you know, we we seen what happened with these seven-year-old girls that got shot and the, the tw- uh, eight-year-old boy. I mean, in my community, things are getting more chaotic than ever. My effort that I try to do to save some lives, you know, uh, God has me doing this to reach the young people uh, in my community. Um, And it's been tough. It's been tough not because they don't receive me. They receive me easily. I'm able to get the message across very easily. He's giving me some type of connection because I used to be one of them. I know exactly what they're going through. No, I used to be that that hurting kid, that 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 angry kid, that that bitter kid that didn't care about nobody. Didn't care about nobody. I felt it was me against the world. Didn't wasn't afraid to die. Didn't care. Used to carry a pistol to school. Didn't care. And uh, so I know what they're going through. I know the hurt that they're going through. I also know what they're going through when they're clicking up and getting in these games, trying to feel that love, trying to feel that family, trying to feel that acceptance. Because that was me too. The closest thing I got to a family that I felt that understood me, that understood me, was the guys in my gang. These was my brothers, man, that I would do anything for, and I knew they would do anything for me. We actually took care of each other. We fed each other. So I know what these guys why they're getting involved in these cliques and these gangs and why they're willing to do anything for their friends, even to take a life for their family. But these are all boys that have been neglected, rejected, abandoned, uh, abused. These are all boys that have come from families where, you know, the doors are being kicked in all the time by the police or gunshots is going through or mom is on crack or selling herself and her daughter in the house. I mean, you some of these stories are very horrific. Going days without eating because, you know, Mom selling all the stamps to go get dope. Having to fend for themselves at about 12 years old. So when I stand in front of you here today and I share about the opportunity to come in this place and work, know that you're doing a mighty work for God. Volunteering, you're doing a mighty work for God. Allowing us to come into your world and you coming into our world, you're doing a mighty work for God. The scripture tells us we are to be fishers of men 
and that he who saves souls is wise. See, God don't care about no color, white or black, blue or green. The only color we care about is red, the blood of Jesus. Amen. Which is able to save souls and transform the lives of a young boy like me who was suicidal from age seven. But by the time I got old enough, about 13, 14, things, I still had that spirit on me, right? But it was different. Now, it was out in the streets. I was a stick-up kid. I robbed people, but not old ladies. I robbed drug dealers, gangsters. And it got to a point where I started doing it without no mask. I didn't care no more. The adrenaline, the rush, the power, just having that pistol at, you know what I'm saying? It was killers that I was robbing. I didn't think it was no big deal. I wasn't robbing old ladies for their purses. I'm robbing these guys out here selling dope. So that was something that I vowed that I would not do. But I did get a kick in robbing those guys that did it. So what happened is because of that spirit of suicidal and I didn't even care, I didn't even value my own life at that time. I had a lot of people that was looking to kill me. I'm taking dope money. I remember being in, I remember my senior year. And I didn't even think I was going to live to see graduation. And that, that was one of the hardest things I went through. That was so hard. I didn't think I was going to live to see facial hair. Now I don't even like facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, but I've, I saw it. I've seen it. I've had it. <laughs> it's highly overrated. No, it's <laughs> but I didn't live. I didn't think I was going to live to see that. And that was hard for me. You know why it was hard for me? It was hard for me because I knew better. I had a family that had principles and values. I had someone I didn't want to disappoint. My grandparents who loved me so much, I didn't want to disappoint them. I had, um, and God spoke to me at seven when I first tried to attempt to kill my life, take my life, because I felt, I didn't feel loved, I feel uh, abandoned, and I, I, you know what I'm saying? And he told me, he said, don't do it. You're gonna lose if you, you're gonna be somebody. And he showed me a vision of me standing in front of a multitude of people speaking. And uh, since then, I felt that euphoria. And since then, I knew I was going to be somebody. I had a little small hope. I always would see the little light in the tunnel when things got hard. So that was a tough experience for me because I knew I, I knew I was supposed to be somebody. Now, I, 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 I might not see that. I might not even see graduation. I might not experience that because there's some guys out here looking to take my head off. But God did a, <laughs> he did a miraculous thing uh, for me, and I had got born again. I got born again, 
But what he, what he ended up doing is he and it was like a big sweep where all the gangsters was taken out this was was arrested around that time. I went to New York for the uh for a little bit, came back and everybody was gone. Everybody was gone. He just took everybody out of my way. And then he and then I got a job selling suits, then I started dressing up every day and you know, you know, it kind of changed my appearance. I seen a few people, but they would double take like, nah, that ain't <laughs> you. know, I kind of changed up my my appearance. I used to be suited up, suited and booted every day. That's why I don't wear that much suits no more. I don't, I'm suit out. <laughs> I suited up every day. But unlike me, a lot of these young boys that's out here doing these shootings, terrorizing the community that's right next door to you guys. It ain't that far. It's right next door. A lot of these boys didn't have, don't have someone they don't want to disappoint, like me. A lot of them didn't grow up with a sense of values morals, family values. They didn't grow up with that. A lot of them didn't have the love that I had for my grandparents growing up. A lot of them are not thinking about the choices that they're making. A lot of them are just cold and hurting. But see, I'm telling people, I have, God has given me the answer. We, everybody want to know how do we impact these young people in the North Minneapolis, in South Minneapolis, in East St. Paul. How do we stop some of this stuff that's going on with these youth? But the Lord has given me, he's given me an answer, I believe. That answer is group mentorship. See, for us, group mentorship is a better alternative, a better, more positive substitute to gangs and cliques. Because now we're giving them, we're giving them that brotherhood. We're giving them that family and that sense of belonging. We're giving them something bigger than themselves to be a part of and work towards. It's just like a gang. Just like a gang, but we're doing positive things. We're going and, and doing outreach in the community. We're, we're doing giveaways, food giveaways, backpacks. We're going to events. We're doing things like the youth empowerment breakfast and training, the youth uh, empowerment career workshop. We're doing positive things, giving these young men positive tools to succeed. And creating that uncle system. If you don't have a father, the next best thing is an uncle. We're teaching them about, you know, God's world. We're creating 
thinkers and giving them the mind of Christ. We're leading them to the right path. But saints, we need your help. I need your help. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it with the, with the resources that I have. It's not enough. I can't do it with just, you know, uh, it ain't working with just my good looks. I know it's hard to believe, but I'm just going to put it on the table right now. <laughs> but being able to be in this space and the people of God able to work with us to impact the lives of our youth is something that's really dear to me. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys, without Pam, Will, organizing, believing in us, um, fighting for us, without Pastor Steve, fighting for us, believing in us, wouldn't be able to do it. Sometimes it feel like giving up, but I have to realize that if I don't fulfill God's purpose, lives will be lost. Souls will be lost. So, Saint, I want you to realize that if you don't fulfill the purpose in the work of God, lives, souls are being lost every day. It may not be a soul that you may connect with, but you could have been the connector of the person who makes the connections. You could have watered or planted that seed. Amen. You could have been the, 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 the one who planted or watered that seed. Scripture says, Matthew, she read, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, its seasoning, what good is it if you lose your flavor, your season? What are you here for? What good are you? What good are you if you're not speaking the word of God into somebody's life? What good if you're not uh, 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 praying, offering your service a prayer? What good if you're not dis being a disciple of God's word? Scripture says it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of man. The anointing of the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce between the bone and the marrow. The scripture says, we ought to be speaking God's word 
in the lives of the lost and the lives of the blind and in the lives of those who are hurting. And I know many, many of you may, may want to know how can I be a difference? How can I be a difference? And sometimes we get stuck in what we don't have or what we cannot do instead of opening our eyes and realizing what it is that right in front of us that we can do. And as you do that, God will lead you even more. Matthew 5, 16 said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We need to continue shining our lights even brighter than ever before. This is a time to stir up the spirit of God. This is the time for the church to be awakened. This is time for us to manifest this love of God. Don't just sit in the pulpit, saints. This is time to get up and do the work of God. This is time to get up and move with the spirit of God and allow him to use you for something special. There's a dead world out there. There are people dying, spiritually dead, don't know the Lord at all, lost. And it's going to take the church, the body of Christ, to help find them. It is going to take the love of God, which is one of the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It is going to take the love of God to be able to find them. But the love of God is a selfless love. It'll take you from thinking about yourself, from thinking about your comfort zone and what is normal to you to really be dead to self but alive to God and allow him to use you for something special. Even if it's just praying, saints of God, even if it's just praying for us on the north side, even if it's just cutting off the, the football game, even if it's just, uh, 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 you know, sacrifice, some type of sacrificial act to God can cause a major difference. I'm here today to tell you that God is calling. God is calling you. He's calling us. He's calling all of us. He's calling me. to be more intentional about discipleship. He's calling us to be, to get up off our comfort zone, get off these benches and these pews and be more intentional about saving souls. Saving those who are lost and hurting. 
being salt and light to the world. Amen. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any questions or would, or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.